This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, it's Steve Sparky, 5 or 1250 AM, The Fan, along with uh, our guy, Dwight Albrecht. Uh, all you have to do is follow him on Twitter at Dewey300, Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin, jam-packed all the time. <laughs> He's the guy that drills all the bowling balls for everybody in the state of Wisconsin. Go see him. Uh, and then, of course, our guy, Phil Brilo. You know all about Phil Brilo if uh, you follow PBA and streaming on PBA and so forth. Plus, he does a lot of great stuff uh, with junior bowling tournaments uh, around the area as well otherwise known as $2 Phil. Somebody needs to explain to me why they call you $2 Phil. You know, three years ago when we did this show, nobody called him $2 Phil. Now everybody calls him $2 Phil. So why is it $2 Phil? I go nowhere without $2 bills, especially you're on the road and stuff, tipping. People remember when they get a $2 bill from somebody. They really? always do, especially in the service industry. So do you go to the bank and ask for $2 I've bills? I've got a friend of mine that's I've known for years. She sets me up with the $2 bills when I need them. Yeah, I mean, these are crisp. These are fresh. I yeah. mean, these aren't, you know, sitting in grandpa's I didn't know they even and, made them anymore. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So it's a well-hidden secret. Yeah. But I've gone to places year after year and, and they kind of look at you when you first walk in and then when you leave the tip and it's a two, uh, $2 bill guy, uh, huh. $2 Phil, $2 bill at Ryan. I did so, not know that. Yeah. Jeff Goodger from the PBA gave me that nickname a, a few years back. So yeah. nice. Well, uh, very good. Follow yeah. him uh, on Twitter at brew city bowling. You would make, you would think it would be at $2 Phil. Well, I, I had the Twitter long before so I became $2 Phil. I just, just left, left it. it. Yeah. So yeah. Right, at brew city bowling. Uh, okay. So a lot of people reacting uh, to last week's spare time bowling show, mainly because of Dwight, uh, <laughs> because of his uh, two-handed bowling uh, comments last week, and your concern over the back issue and, and all of that, and how this plays out over 20 years or whatever the case may be, uh, and nobody really knows. We haven't gotten to yeah. that point yet. We have no idea how this thing is going to play out. I, I get that side of it. I also get the people that argue the other side of it right. um, that that think it's fine. Uh, and you know, we'll see how it all goes, but I appreciate y'all listening. Love the feedback. Continue to uh, tweet at us. Give us your feedback, uh, as well. Uh, okay. So over the weekend, some rule changes, Phil Brilo, uh, on, from the PBA, uh, involving urethane bowling balls. And one of the topics, uh, we were going to do today. And I think we can, we, we can still do once we're done talking about this or within this 
this topic itself is the whole urethane versus resin bowling ball debate because i got several people reaching out to me last week saying hey man like they gotta do something about this you you need to figure it out either have just urethane bowling ball tournaments Mm -hmm. just resin bowling ball tournaments but they shouldn't be able to have both in one tournament they a lot of fans quote unquote fans right think it's unfair and don't like it and, and don't like the look of it i don't have as strong of feelings about this as fans do necessarily uh dwight have you heard a lot about this in your pro shop over I mean, the last yeah, couple I mean, of years just last sunday one of my customers uh tweeted out to me about banning urethane and that was my idea well and phil comment on it it is why don't we just either make tournaments just for urethane or leagues just for urethane but you got to remember urethane changes the lane conditions just as much as resin does it just changes it differently right yeah absolutely <laughs> and, and no question about that so then this morning I, I went online. I was like, okay, we're going to do this urethane resin thing. So I'm like, I wonder if this is a thing. So I typed in urethane or uh, bowling ball controversy or whatever it was. And of course, the banned bowling balls thing came up again. But then I saw that the PBA came out and said last year, okay, you get within two years uh, and then you can shoot that bowling ball. So in 2021, it could have gone back to what was it, 2020 or 2019 or whatever it yep. was. But anything before that, you could not throw. The PBA threw that down. I think the USBC went with them on it. Okay, fine. So now we come in here, we come in here and do the show, and it feels like, ah, 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 not so fast. Uh, <laughs> they changed it again over the weekend uh, since last uh, we talked. Uh, wait, what's up, Dwight? Yeah, also, after last week's show, I did reach out to my customer service rep over at Brunswick yeah. because the Purple Hammers had been backordered, and she fully gave me an ex- explanation why that the stock that they had, they thought was going to be enough uh, to get through the real changes from 72 degrees hardness to 73 degrees hardness. Well, they were wrong, and <clears throat> they sold them all, and now they have to reproduce them at 73 degrees hardness. And now we are talking middle to late February before anyone can get purple hammer urethanes. I just say something. I I, I don't know how this works, right? I, I'm not on the inside like y'all are, but I don't understand something. How does a bowling ball allowed to get to the shelf to be sold if it was never approved to begin with? How does it get to that point? Like there should not be a bowling ball allowed onto a semi or into somebody's car to be go sold in a pro shop or in a store until it is for sure 100% clear. Because the whole idea of having to bring bowling balls back or, oh, no, this is wrong. I send it back and we'll give you a new one. All that nonsense. If that's what's going on, that's on the bowling ball industry 1,000%. Right. All manufacturers. Like, you should not allow a bowling ball into a store of any kind until you are positive that we are not going to have to see this bowling ball again and have to redo it again. Yeah, but there's been some a couple notable examples over the years with – uh, bowling balls that were released like that. AMF back in the day had Michael Jordan as a spokesperson, so they yeah. came out with a spare yeah, ball. I remember that, and it had groove. It had grooves just like a basketball would, right. but the grooves were in the surface of the ball. Couldn't use it in a sanctioned league, but guys were using it for fun, or, or people were buying it. They were open play bowlers and that type, and they didn't care. And then a few years after that, Brunswick came out with a bowling ball called the Web, where it had these yellow web-looking things in the ball. Once again, had caused ridges in the ball. It didn't cause a smooth surface. That ball got tossed as well. So, but it's people that use them for fun. That's all things. Those look like specialty balls. Right. If right. I'm buying a purple hammer, I don't think that's a specialty ball. I think no. that's a ball I can be able to go out and use. I just think it's a real change. Um, I mean, it, our governing body is changing the rule on hardness. So uh, I, I think it's more of a real change than anything else. 
Well, and what they're finding out over time, and there's been a lot of testing on it, and I've been following the, the Jeff, softness, right? right? I've been following Jeff Rickles because he's been really big on this at 11thframe.com, uh, and he's gotten other industry people to come in and chat on it as well. Is that the urethane bowling balls? They get softer over time. They can go from a from being manufactured at a 72 or 73 hardness and get down to 63, 64, like the the purple hammers were in 2016 and 2017, right, which I never heard of. Doesn't give a great amount of uh of an advantage on a, on a house type condition a lot of oil in the middle a lot of dry on the outside but those conditions get flatter and that ball's got a bigger footprint makes a pretty big difference from all the testing that some of these people done uh ron hicklin he has a company called creating the difference and he's done a lot of testing on his own he had a lot of pretty pertinent information that ended up getting used by other entities to help make these decisions on what's going on with urethane all right so rule changes from all over the weekend involving uh urethane bowling balls what do you got yeah there was some chatter on the internet uh before the weekend finally became official rules were released over the weekend and and i'm getting this once again from jeff friggles at 11th frame uh Balls along the PBA Tour, urethane balls, they have to be manufactured after August 1st of 2022. The two-year rule's gone. Now it's basically right now you're sitting in you know, six months, right. and then as the season goes on. Uh, so there can, you can have a spot check on the ball. If a player thinks another player is using a ball that might hold, be illegal, hold on, hold they can on call that out too. Hold on one second. Yeah. How long does it take for a pro shop to get a bowling ball from the time it's manufactured? From the Once the distributor gets them, days. What's the distributor? So if it's man, if it has to be manufactured in August, you would have it by the end of the month. I think it varies a little bit. Um, but you're not waiting. The normal window is about 30 days. Let's say once the manufacturer sends us an email, here it comes. Right. As we're getting February releases now in January, so about 30 days. The the staffers get them first. Right. The PBA bowlers get them before we get them. Obviously, I understand that. I'm just curious on on the difference. About a month. Okay. Sounds good. Go ahead. So. And then uh, with the spot check, too, so if a player thinks that somebody's maybe done something with a bowling ball that might not be legal, uh, a player can ask another player's bowling ball to be checked, but there's a little you know, problem with that. If that bowling ball does pass, then the player that called for the check can get fined and can get some discipline against them as well because they don't want people always going, this guy's got a bad ball, this guy's bowling ball's out of, out of line, that type of thing. So that you know, you better know for sure before you make that call on an opponent. Well, you talked so about last week about competitive... Uh, what, what, competitive balance. Right. Yeah. Correct. So... It, Ratting out each other, I guess. Right. You know, so maybe even the pros do it from one to the other. Wait, wait. Hold on. I, I, I again, th- this is me another sports thing, right? Okay. Okay. So in in other sports, we had the challenge flag, right? Okay, right. we're gonna throw the challenge flag. If it doesn't work, I I lose my challenge, whatever right. the case may be. Right. Fine. Right. Why couldn't you just do something like that? Why couldn't you just say, hey, look, each bowler has one challenge a tournament. That's it. You can use it one time. Pick the bowler. Pick the ball that you want to challenge on. That's fine. But once you use it, it's over. So if you use it on Friday, you can't come back and say you want to use it on Saturday or Sunday on a different bowler. You can make it one time, one time only, and that's it. This whole thing of finding and stuff. I mean, you're completely 1,000% discouraging anybody from challenging it unless you're one of the top bowlers who have a bunch of cash sitting in your bank account. But if you're one of the, the ones on the bottom, you're not, you can't afford to go challenge. And then if you're wrong, right. you get fined. Like, I don't know if I like it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, this all happened in, in 2019, 2020. One of the last shows we had, we had Danny Speranza on from USBC talking about all these real changes coming August 1st, 2020. And so one of them, obviously, that we saw on a daily basis in our shop for over a year was weight holes. And we warned people for two to three years that this was coming. Yet, of course, everyone waited to the last second. You talked about it on our bowling show, I remember. Right. Yeah. And, and we would have people coming down going, yep, I just got a zero for the night. Here's the ball. So, I mean, there were other league bowlers ratting out other league bowlers in that same scenario for using balls with balance holes. We still get it to the date two to three years later. That's crazy. There was some chatter on, on, on social media this past week. Dick Allen was one of the guys that was on it too, talking about what are ways that you could influence the bowling ball's motion and not have anybody find it. And guys are talking about like extra holes that are drilled. I saw that. past the thumb hole and that I type of thing. On Twitter. Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's where there's a will, there's a way. And the problem is for the PBA, are they going to have one guy at every tournament that's just going to be dedicated to spot checking bowling ball? I mean, that's it's personnel. It's a cost to the PBA. Sure it is. And so to minimize what, you know, how often that's going to happen and have the guys in the player services truck take care of the measurements or the tournament director, John Weber, take care of the measurements, they're going to minimize, you know, you better have a good cause to have that bowling ball checked. And I think that's why they have the, the $100 fine if it passes. And, oh, and it's a $100 fine? It's a $100 oh, fine. never mind. Then. But that's if it nothing. builds up over the, but it's, 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 it's also a code of conduct violation. So as those build up during the season, if you call out somebody seven, eight times, you may get to a point where Tom Clark says, okay, you're done. Uh, you're sitting out the next tournament because you've just you've just abused the system. Remember back in the seventies, Phil, when they used to take a chip, a circular you guys chip out of the, the ball? microphone. There, Dwight. Got to stand okay. the microphone. Otherwise, I can't hear you when you turn your face. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Remember in the um, old days in the seventies when uh, the pros were in town, you'd always see a chip taken out of the top of the ball oh, above yeah. the fingers. Yeah. Are we going back to those days someday? I, I don't, don't know. I you know that's that's the thing though, right? So, for first of all, I, I don't. I'm not going to say I'm surprised by the fact that, you know, guys are going to do whatever it takes to try and win because this is in every sport, right? You got PED steroids in, in sports and all these other things, deflate gate in football yep. and whatever you have to do in order to try and, and get the edge. And as commissioner of the sport, Tom Clark has to figure out the best way to monitor this uh, and make sure that there isn't cheating going on and getting any one ball manufacturer or one, any group of bowlers an advantage over the next one. I, I I get all of that. This is a little bit different, I think, than other sports. Because in other sports, you know, stick and ball sports necessarily, even though there is a ball in this sport, you don't have manufacturers going against one another. In racing, you do, mm-hmm. right? So you have, you know, Chevy against Toyota, Toyota against Ford, whatever the case may be. So they're, they're trying for that advantage, trying to figure out, you know, you know, how to get around a rule and get more horsepower and all that stuff. Fine. So this is the closest thing here to me. If you want to alleviate these issues, it's a meeting with, with the ball manufacturers, with Tom Clark and the ball manufacturers going, guys, look, 
I'm not putting up with this crap anymore. Like if I find out that you guys are going against it, there's going to be stiff and harsh penalties going forward. And I don't know what that is. Clark would know what would hurt them more than anything else. I don't know what that is, but that's how you're going to stop it. These individual bowlers are getting it from the ball manufacturers. They're the ones giving them the balls. They're just throwing them. I mean, that, that's, that's kind of how it is. So if somebody's, you know, got something out of whack with a ball or whatever the case may be, that obviously was produced by somebody else. Now with this new rule, somebody's trying to slide in a ball from 2016. Okay, that's on the bowler. Fine. You're right. You're right. That's on the bowler. But if there's a batch of balls being made that aren't legal and these guys are bowling with them from their ball rep, hey, this is good. Let's go. And then all of a sudden they're they're all getting dinged left and right. That's on the ball manufacturer. That's not on the bowler to my mind. But there's still ways that individual bowlers that they wanted to chemically adjust the surface of the bowling ball, they can't. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, they're gonna make sure the PBA puts a stop to this before it gets anywhere because you know you can turn a 73 hardness bowling ball you soak it in the right chemicals and and next thing you know it's a 63 or 64 hardness looking at it can you tell no hitting it with the durometer can you can you see it's, it's changed on the surface absolutely and there's a really big fine involved i mean you can be suspended for tournaments it's a large fine if you're caught with a bowling ball that's been chemically altered there's going to durometer testing they're going to use that's directly addressing that issue so they don't want Guys on tour saying, okay, everything's pretty standard now. I want to get my little bit of an advantage. I'm going to take my bowling ball, chemically alter it, and then here it is. You know, I, I get a little bit more of an advantage with my urethane. You can't – those those chemicals really don't work with resin from the testing that I've seen that people have released the results okay, of. then we're back to what we were back before then. Then right. why not just ban it? Then why are we having them? I don't understand. If you just said, I can't chemically alter a resin, right. but I can screw big time with a urethane, right. then why are we even bowling with urethane balls then? Because of the control you can get with right. urethane on certain <clears throat> conditions because yeah. it rolls entirely differently than what reactive resin does. Great. But if it's easier to to mess with and be illegal, then be done with it and move yeah. on. Everybody bowl the resin. That's the end of it. Figure it out, bowlers. You're the best in the world. Figure out how to yeah. adjust. I mean, I'm sorry. I, after I heard you just say that, yeah. put me in the group of ban urethane. The hell with it. Okay. Then just bowl with that, or, or make like it, we talked about, right, have urethane ball tournaments only. Right. And y'all can bring your cheater balls with you and cheat again amongst the best of them. <laughs> have at it. We're not even going to test for softness. Do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And with, with the resin tournaments, those are all still legit. But we'll have a couple urethane tournaments throughout the year and have sixty-three hardness. Do whatever you want. Don't care. Yeah. Have at it. Cheat amongst yourselves. We're not going to test it. But these resin tournaments, those are going to be still be for real. I, yeah. Because if I, I believe mm. what you're saying yeah. is true then there's you're 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 fighting a losing battle you're never going to win this battle my my only comment on this is every time you see let's say take jason belmonte who i always just think is the best in the world and you get him on a u.s open or a masters he comes out with the pitch black on tv just like you said these guys are the best in the world best in the world use a resin bowling ball figure it out see i just like it because it just makes everything tougher for everybody out there. You're not following just one consistent type of breakdown on the lane. If everybody's using resin, the breakdown's consistent. Correct. Everybody makes the same moves. Like that. All of a sudden, you're hitting pairs of guys who threw urethane on and that type of thing. All right, destroyed. now you're going to make that little bit of a different adjustment. You got to have to be on your toes. It's yeah. funny on tour watching tournaments where guys are using resin and urethane, watching these ball reps scramble. I mean, they're on <laughs> roller skates up and yeah. down the lanes because they're watching where their guys are going and those pairs that they're going to hit next, how many guys were using urethane? How many guys before that used urethane? So these guys, these players know when they get down there, what kind of move they're going to have to make on the first couple yeah. of shots. Because if you don't make the right move on the first two shots on a pair, you're pretty much guaranteeing yourself you're not going to shoot 180 or more. When, when do you yeah. test hardness on a bowling ball in a tournament? They before can test it soon. Yeah, before or after a round. 
before or after each round a ball gets tested right every ball that's used well no they can but they don't they don't test any they don't test anything on tour right now unless somebody calls it out right in a nascar race you, right. you have yep. to pass inspection before right and right. you have to pass inspection after right so wouldn't it make sense then for bowling to do the same thing once again, they used to. Yeah, once again, but who are you going to pay to go out on tour to just do that the entire time? Well, again, how did they do it in the, in the 70s then with the, the cutting out that circular chip? Someone had to do it. Well, there was a lot more players on tour, and they only did certain guys. They took the like the guys that made match play. They took number one and number 10 and number 15. There's a certain number of guys they took. It was a random spot check okay. for the bowling balls back in the day. And if they wanted to do that now, they probably could, but you know the, the PBA is just – it's a business. And so they're trying to save a few bucks and not have to have these Cut guys corners. line up outside the player services. Because hey, back in, back in the seventies and eighties, what were they measuring? Two or three bowling balls. Are these guys, right. White dots, in a week? Dots. these guys are right. putting eight balls around right. on their registration cards now. Right. So all of a sudden, but you're, what if you're... you limited that? What if you said you could only use three balls a tournament? Oh well, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole right. can of worms. Right. What if you said, I'm serious. What if you said you can only use three balls a tournament? Are we that... to Gary Beck then in his tournament? Well, not Team really because Gary's a specific type of bowling ball for everybody. It's one bowling ball everybody has to use. It's got the same, you know, it's same manufactured core, the same, same way. Cover. Right. So that would be different. I mean, three bowling balls a tournament, you get a lot of bark back off the manufacturers. Oh, sure and I hate would. to say it, but I hate to say that, but the manufacturers also have a lot of skin in the game with the tour. Right. That's but I can of... give three balls to this guy. I can give three balls to that guy. You could divvy it up however you want to do it. I, to me, it doesn't really matter. All I'm saying is if it's going to make it easier, you know, to kind of weave through all this crap and minutia that's going on to where now, okay, everybody gets their balls tested before and after every round or whatever the case may be, then fine. Well, you can bring 12 balls to a tournament. I don't care, yeah. but you only get to use three in the tournament. So once right. match play starts, that's it. Well, that's what I said last week about the, our eras of the sport going from shot making now to the pros adjusting with equipment and the game of, of power. It feels more like racing to me. I mean, the more I listen to this, it feels more like NASCAR or IndyCar, uh, and it's really all about the manufacturers. Maybe it's always, always been about the manufacturers, and it's never really been about the bowlers, but the, the knock against racing has always been, it's not about the guy driving the car, it's about the people making the car. And that's why in NASCAR, you see a certain manufacturer, usually from year to year, dominate more, one more than the other. And then those drivers you know, jockey amongst themselves of whoever the best may be. Chevy ran the sport forever back in the day with Earnhardt and Hendricks and yep. uh, Childress and Hendricks and all of that. And then Toyota came in and Toyota yep. had its wrong Joe yep. Gibbs. And you, you've seen that over the course of time. And I feel like listening to all of this, I feel like that's kind of where we are right now, where it's more a battle of the ball manufacturers. And then that ball manufacturer, that's the the lead dog out there has its bowlers that are the best among its squad. I see right now that's Storm. Right. And I mean, everybody has what they like and what they don't like. But if you can minimize that to put it more about the talent and the skill level of the individual bowlers, right. more so than about the manufacturer, I mean, I don't know. If, I, if I'm a bowler and I think I'm great, I'm fine with that. Well, if look, I'm a bowler and I know I'm yeah. getting by because I have the better ball manufacturer and that's why I'm making more money than – a guy with a hammer, you can go next, Phil. More than the guy with the hammer bowling ball, who I feel like we're the same skill level, but I got the better equipment, more so than him, then, yeah, I'm going to make more money. I don't want you to go to this rule because I may not beat that guy then. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and there's kind of something similar to what you say for the U.S. Open. It's run by the USBC. It's for a PBA title. PBA handles the TV on it. But the U.S. Open, before the first, they get practice on the three opening patterns, after that practice session is done, they get to check in eight bowling balls, and that's it. Right. They can have as many they want out in the car, sitting out there. If they make sure. the fourth round, it's great. But it's still eight bowling balls, but they're also on three different patterns. So that's kind of what you're shooting at right there. That's still a lot. With, it's still a lot, and you can do a lot with them with surface adjustments and that type of thing. Right. But you're all, like I said, when you're on three distinctly different patterns ranging from 35 feet to 47, 48 feet. This. Let me ask you this. Again, for those of you uh, new to the Spare Time Bowling Show, I'm the fan. Th- these guys are far more connected. I'm the fan like you watching on TV and, and throwing out crazy crap at them and then seeing what they say. Yeah, that, we're that, all fans. That, so. That's how this yeah. is, right? Yeah. Okay. So what have you said? And I, I don't know this. Of eight bowling balls, right? Let's say a guy brings eight bowling balls to PBA tournament, right? How many are resin? How many are urethane? Is it split four depends four? Depends on the pattern. Is it five three? Depends on the pattern. What have if you said? What have you said? Okay, you can bring three bowling balls. You can bring two resin, one urethane. That's what you get to bring. Or you can bring four bowling balls. You can bring three resin, one urethane. But you're only allowed to bring one urethane. That's it. So and pick whatever urethane ball you want to bring. And a spare that's, ball for plastic. That that's the ball you're bringing. Well, most guys, if that's the case, if it's only four balls are allowed, they're going to use the urethane for spares. Correct. On. Okay. It's it's. The, like I said, the pattern, if it's a 35 foot pattern, a lot of the guys on tour are just going to be, they'd probably skip that week if they only had one urethane in the bag. They'd say, I'll just go to the next stop. Sure. Because you're giving up control on the lane, the way those balls roll. You know, you're looking for the control. You're not looking for the big back end boom with 35 feet. And if they so it's actually that yeah, bowler then is saying, I'm not good enough to bowl on that pattern without no, being able to. Because there's other people that can, that may not have the same rev rate, same ball roll, that type of thing that they know they're going to be at a disadvantage to. Okay. So then what we're talking about is the two handed bowlers, this will affect right. the most because of the high rev rates. Well, again, is that what we're saying? Not Phil? necessarily. But who else would it be? But didn't they just say, though, that a couple years ago that Jesper Swenson on one of his shows had like eight different pitch blacks yeah all urethane drilled differently because yeah. yeah. he can't his rev rate's too high to throw resin huge yeah. rev rate right right, right. Another, but they can also back out of it if they have i've seen anthony simonson with a pba tour title throwing a backup ball right yes that's true. i mean there's these guys are that's talented they'll make the changes talent. Yeah. Uh, and, and they'll do what they can but if you take away there, there's a comment out there and it's very true and you can ask anybody even high level amateurs, you can't out bowl bad ball reaction. Right. If you only have one ball and the pattern changes and you have nothing else in the bag that can go, you're you're done. It's it's no different than putting the, the wrong air the wrong amount of air in a tire on NASCAR. Okay. If you got too much air in that right rear, you're not going to get around the track so, as good. All right, let's 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 go again. I'm not going to give up. So let's say we go to three or four bowling balls, whatever the case may be. What then if you limit the patterns that you can that the, the PBA can throw out there throughout the course of the year? more favorable towards resin, more so than urethane. Sure and can. you change right. those lane condition patterns and go, these are the patterns we're running throughout the year. You know ahead of time, these are the patterns. Right. Did that fix it? Well, that's what they do now. I mean, we know every pattern that's going to be out there except for the U.S. Open and Masters patterns. Right. We know it's going to be out at every tournament. So if you tell these guys that all of a sudden we're running in a cheetah, like here at the World Series of Bowling, obviously nobody's going to skip World Series of Bowling, but a lot of these guys are just going to 
you Cheeto know, right in Cheeto. All those, yeah. Yeah, the short stuff. They're just going to write, you know, do the best they can on it and then come back in on the longer patterns when they can use resin again and, and try to gain a bunch of pins back. One so. of my one of my years that I remember always was at uh, USBC when they were in town and we did the CATS clinics over at USBC where they tested for coefficient of friction. And one of the tests I always remember them talking about is that a burgundy hammer at that time created less coefficient of friction on a lane than the weakest reactive. So even the weakest reactive created more coefficient of friction when the ball came in contact with dry than let's say a thousand grit sanded burgundy hammer, hmm. which was your thing. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. I don't know what we learned about all this, uh, but <laughs> it was a fun discussion nonetheless. I, I enjoyed it tremendously. I, the only question I have for Phil is, uh, or again, for Jeff Riggles with this uh, article, is when, .com, by the way. when we were in the stands for the double show, I, Tom came up and shook my hand, said hello. I said, how are you doing, Tom? He goes, oh, this two-year hardness thing's really got me you know, upside down with everything. And I, I felt sorry for the guy because you could see the stress in his face over it. What happened from the two-year year to two-year era for that to now six months with they must have put in new regulations that they all had to go with and they told them all starting in august it must be done this way this is the best way to do it with urethane and then they announce it now after they've been producing because tested. the yeah. season it was it was right. a usbc rule change as of eight one the manufacturers anything that was getting out there had to be 73 hardness that's why a couple of balls from storm had to get remanufactured had to get re-verified you and yourself said that it's going to change that it's not going to hold 73 hardness. Well, over time it won't, but right? it won't get to a point. It won't get to a point where it's going to be. That's why they're like making it only eight months. You can use a ball or six months or eight months. So every year they're going to get to that new, point. So every year they're going to have to produce a right. new batch. That's my question. So yeah, every I'd August say most likely for the, for the tour. When yeah, are they going to the, revisit for, this? For Joe, right. a, for Joe average, it doesn't matter. I Correct. mean, what we're talking about now is just tour only. It doesn't even right. count on the regional tour. I watched EJ Tackett use a 12 year old, uh, motive tank on a super regional last year in Jonesboro and almost take the title because it was a regional event. So he could use whatever he had for yeah. urethane. That's the thing. People also get confused when they come into the shop. My urethane ball is only good for two years. No, sir. I mean, it's good forever. It's only yeah. the tour. We're talking the tour. Correct. Right. Yeah. So that means the essentially these ball manufacturers will have to produce. And again, they're doing it with resin too. I'm assuming they're doing new balls every year. Yeah. So they'll have to produce new urethane balls every year for these guys. I like say August 1st, if that's what it's going to be year to year. If yeah. the rules continue to change. Yeah, and they don't have to resubmit it to USB-C or PBA for approval. If it's the same manufacturing line, they haven't changed anything, then it's just going to be, they're going to be able to tell by the serial number on the ball, okay, this ball was manufactured December of 2023. It's good for the 2024 PBA so tour season. Now my next question would be, is are they testing these balls? How often are they testing these urethane balls that are being used throughout the course of the year? So are, are we testing them? They buy that ball in August. Now they're going to bowl with it between now and the time the season starts, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so are you testing it out at the beginning of the season to see if that hardness is still 73? And then are you testing it again, you know, three, four weeks later? Is it still 73? Are we keeping an eye on how quickly this thing deteriorates throughout the course of a season? With the PBA, I'm going to say definitely yes. Neil Stremel, who used to be the head of the research development department at USBC now works for the PBA works for Bolero corporation. He has an office at Bolero in Wauwatosa right now. I got to see it last week. I was up there and he's got a whole bunch of testing equipment in there. And I guarantee you, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Neil made a few of the tour events this year. And, but the thing with the PBA, it's going to be transparent. It's not going to be like that USBC thing was at the masters last year where Belmo's got to give his bowling ball so they go behind a black curtain right. and all this other garbage. It's going to be, Hey guys, we're testing this stuff. There's no penalty or anything like that. We're doing it for our research so we can keep 
the integrity out here. And, you know, here it is. You want to watch? Watch. I mean, there's there's going to be no hidden stuff with the PBA. I guarantee you that when they do all this testing to keep up on stuff. And they're just doing it to make sure the competitive, you know, it's a level competitive field. So what are the bowlers feeling about all of this nonsense the last couple of years on tour? Are they frustrated by it or what, I know, what's their take on it? I know the whole, when the USBC did that stuff at the Masters last year, yeah, there was a lot of frustration out there. You can see it all over social media. I haven't seen anything in the last couple of days. Have you, Dwight? No. Yeah, okay. about this new PBA rule change. So I think it's just to the point it, of now where a lot of guys, a lot of guys that weren't Brunswick brands of Brunswick guys were happy that yeah. Purple Hammer for 2016 and 17 got tossed, and now it's a level playing field. It's going to be interesting to see if Rob Stone or Randy Peterson pick up on this story and start talking about it once they start taping the shows. I think in a couple will. weeks. I think yeah. you have to ring it it's up. It's a big story because it's a news and notes type thing that people right. aren't aware of it. You know, that first urethane ball ends up on TV and being used. I think then you you bring up. You know, kind of what is going on. I don't think you you dwell on it for like four or five right, frames, right? But I think you can bring it up and mention, "Hey, look, you know, new rule change this year." Da 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 da. This this is right. the deal. Yeah. This would be a great poll for anyone doing polls for bowling is see what the fans out there think. How many bowlers that come into you, Dwight, are using urethane versus resin right oh, now, or God. have one of each? Less than five percent. Are you most are still just using resin? Yes. Right. Right. They only tend that they will want to use it or. Purple Hammer is really the only one, and I think it's more the mystique of owning a Purple Hammer. Right. Um, makes sense. But I have to, <laughs> it feels nodding his head. Yeah, that right. makes sense. But yeah. I have to explain to him that it's for control. When should I use this ball, Dwight? Well, when you're on neglected wood lanes, when the shot's super tough, when you're bowling on extreme wet-dry as it blends out the wet-dry, control. I mean, the word con control comes into play with uh, uh, urethane ball. Wouldn't it be great if they could come out with a resin ball and we wouldn't even have this discussion that could be that controllable. You got to think somebody's trying to figure that out right now. Well, even, I mean, you see the, even if you try using a beginner bowling ball, let's say a storm tropical storm or, right. or an ebonite mix or those type or uh, those type of bowling balls, it's still a, a different ball reaction, even though it's hard shell reactive, it's still an entirely it's different ball reaction than it is yeah. for, for your coefficient of friction. Again, and the funniest part is like Dwight said, 5% of his customers use it. Do they use it the right way? I'd probably right. say one percent of those five percent do. And and again, for the people that do use it in a league, that they'll come back and they'll say, "Yeah, I just got yelled at from my opponents or my teammates for using the ball in league because now I destroyed their lane condition for the night." <laughs> Which most of the, on a house pattern, I don't believe that to be true. Why? But that, because if you're playing, if you're playing the puddle, it's just going to help a little carry down and create right. a little hold for Creates the rest even of your more team. Hold, right? Yeah. So actually, it's so, helping them more than it's hurting right. them. On a house pattern, from yeah, from what I've seen, I'm, I'm not an expert, and I haven't bowled in a couple of years, but I never had anybody. Well, I'm a lefty too. I never had anybody yelling yeah, at me. You when owe, I, I never you the whole side. And, and I never Stop. and I never yelled at lefties ever using it when I was on their pair either. So right. all right, let, let's go on to uh, the the second and last topic. That topic took forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Phil was uh, talking about before the show, and I think it's a good topic: expanded televised match play. For majors in 2023, do tell Phil Brylow. Well, it was pretty interesting because the last couple of years with with the pandemic, we had the Players Championship, they had the regionals, and they had each of those regional shows that got into right. the, the the finals. And we've had some other PBA playoffs. They had 16 bowlers make it and play in a bracket, that type of thing. And it's interesting this year because a lot of the majors now have an expanded match play portion that's going to be on Fox Sports or Fox Sports One. Uh, the U.S. Open, first tournament of the year, usually it's just a five-player step player. They right. bowl all the qualifying rounds, 24 games of traditional match play, and then you take the top five for TV. That's not happening this year. This year, it's the top nine make TV. So, and it's a step player, nine, eight, seven. Is that multiple shows? It's two days of shows. 
uh, Saturday and Sunday, February 4th so and 5th. It'll be interesting to see what those ratings look like. Right. Saturday to Sunday. Like, because I would guess, I don't know. I would guess Sunday will have a much higher number because that's I'm when sure. the champion is crowned People versus Saturday, it, right? right? It's like, again, I go back to racing. We have qualifying. Qualifying. And then right. we have race day. Yep. Qualifying right. normally doesn't draw much of anything, but race day draws everything normally right. at the end of the day. But yeah, NASCAR has done it forever. IndyCar Indy. has done it yep. forever, right? Right. So, and then if you look in the stands, it's not as big of a deal. And I Correct. think that's different. I think in bowling, Saturday will still pack the house as much as Sunday will pack the house. It, at these different because you're still yeah. seeing the big names bowl right right regardless you're still going to see your your favorite bowlers even when they come to town and, and let's say qualifies the whole week let's say or let's say monday to thursday then it goes into match play friday saturday i, I think that's the right dates phil will know better than me but mm -hmm. you'll see the crowds increase the closer it gets to go. the end of the weekend yeah. absolutely yeah so. no question so you go from the u.s open from a nine player step player next major after that tournament of champions in akron pardon me fairlawn ohio i don't want to say akron i'll get yelled at by everybody in ohio uh, tournament champions this year, 17 player stepladder over four shows in three days. Now, I don't know, man. Is that I, too much? Now, what, what I'm thinking, and, I, and this is my thought about this, is that every for the majors last year when they were on Fox and some of the other shows on FS1, you'd see the Fox Bet stats pop up for the states that can have online gambling and Fox Bet. It's going to be oh, interesting money. to see how much Fox Bet's going to tie into all these big majors with all these, because all of a sudden, hey, I can bet this next match, Belmo versus Bill O'Neill. Belmo's yeah. a, a, a minus 150, O'Neill's plus 140, and put your bets in before the match starts. And I, I think a lot of this has to do in, with, with Fox Bet trying to see what kind of responsiveness they're going to get on online betting with bowling. Raise your hand if you thought we'd be able to bet on PBA tour events as they were happening. It's happened, but it only happened in Nevada at World Series a few years back. They yes. had it with the Silver Lane, but not online. No, I wouldn't have not thought I that five years ago. I never thought this was coming with the PBA. No. Ever in a million years that I think I would see odds when, when a match was coming up or whatever. Never did I think this would happen. And you're right. I'd love to know how much is actually gambled on it. I mean, that's yeah. not going to be MLB, NBA, no, NFL, right. nothing like that. But I would be interested in knowing what kind of money gets put down on this thing, Dwight. I, I don't think it's going to be a lot. Uh, to be honest with you, you could bet on NASCAR think, too. Yeah, right. You could bet head to head with NASCAR who finishes higher in the race. And I, Tim Allen's always said you should be able to do it with like trifectas or perfectas, yeah. like horse racing. You should be able to do the same thing with NASCAR racers as sure. far as how they're going to finish in a race. Yeah. But it, it's going to be interesting too because you can't, I don't, I never see odds before a tournament starts. So is that going to start now on Fox Bet? Should. I think it should too. You know, bet is Belmo, you know, Belmo's going to be, you know, minus 150 to win the tournament of champions again or yep. that type or Don Barrett. I'm all for it for the second show. I don't know about four, but, and here's the reason why when you watch the Sunday show, they just show a tiny little stigmat about uh, the qualifying during the week right. or the match play during the week and yep. the intensity between the two bowlers on winning that best four out of seven match. I, I think it would be great to obviously see more of that versus just that tiny little bit that they show on Sundays because that's, Again, I always make that comment, the grind that's out on. And Phil sees that grind so much more than the fans do at home, unless you're on Flow Bowling or uh, any of the streaming um, channels that are out there covering it. But um, you, it's all pomp and circumstance. You get to the TV show and, you know, it's all a studio again. And you don't really see that incredible amount of grind during the week, during the night. These guys are bowling till 10 or 11 at night to decide who makes the top five for TV. Well, it's going to be interesting. You, you know, you just mentioned the, the former match play format, the World Series of Bowling. Uh, that's gone now. Match World Series of Bowling this year, it's 60 games of qualifying, and that's it. It's 20 mm -hmm. games on each of the three patterns, and then whoever's got the best 60-game totals, Total those five guys make it. So it's going to be the top five wow. off 
So they, yeah, the match play part of that's gone. It's, I don't know if it was the players committee that made that suggestion to Tom Clark or so this TV show Debbie's we used to do in Vegas. Those are no longer, the no, Wolf those will still be in and Oh, those will still be right. there. It's yeah. The it's just the road to get there is going to be different. Right. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So it's just the road to get there. It's just 20 games of bowling and there's your top five. Right. Yeah. So for the world series, which is fine. Yeah. I did not know that. So, yeah. And, and yeah. that's just for World Series of Bowling? That's just for World Series of Bowling. They changed okay. the format a little bit on that. Still a grind. I mean, 60 games in 60, ga- 60 games in six days. Don't envy anybody that's trying day. to do that. Yeah. yeah. Don't envy anybody at all. He is Phil Brylow. Follow him on Twitter uh, at Bruce City Bowling. $2 Phil, he calls himself because he's got $2 bills in his pocket. <laughs> uh, Dwight Hallberg, Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin, Wisconsin. Follow him on Twitter at Dewey300. Of course, I'm Steve Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan. Follow me at Sparky Radio on Twitter as well. That'll do it for another edition of the Spare Time Bowling Show. Y'all have a good one. Be safe.